0: The idea for a voice came from the people and it will be decided by the people.
1: It will bring our country together in a way that we have never been
2: united. We see it as something that's not just not enough, but it's something that actually harms our movement. Do you feel like you've had enough information? No, not really. You don't know!
1: We ask all Australians to vote yes. yes! Tomorrow, millions of Australians are going to vote in the Voice to Parliament referendum. Five million of you have already had your say. Maybe you're convinced of where you stand, what you're going to write on that ballot paper, or you're still confused, you're not sure what to do. Whatever your situation, we're having a big chat about the issues around this debate. G'day, it's Dave Marchese. Welcome to this special shake-up where we're focusing on the referendum, how we got to this point and what's next... And we've got a special guest, the Prime Minister of Australia, Anthony Albanese, is coming on. He's obviously trying to get your vote in the day before this referendum. We'll hear what the PM's got to say soon, so make sure you stay listening for that. You know, it's a bit of a different kind of shake-up this week, but some things are still the same, luckily, and we've still got great minds to kind of break down the big issues for you. First, I want to introduce someone who's doing the shake-up for the very first time. There are a Gunai Gunditjmara activist, community organiser, also with the Foundation for Young Australians. Mariki Onis, welcome to the Shake-Up.
3: Hello, thank you for having me.
1: How's the week been?
3: Um, uh, intense, yeah. intense, yeah.
1: It's yeah. W- it's what we've been hearing from so many people, from First Nations communities. Uh, and, you know, someone else who can probably also speak to that is another one of our Shake-Up Guests, you know him, Yamachi Ryder, business owner, former WA Liberal leader Zach Kirkup. Do you kind of agree with that sentiment?
2: Oh Dave, it's been a it's been a pretty it's been a pretty rough week, mate, yeah, for sure.
1: Look, we're gonna unpack some of those big issues soon, but first, Hack's been out and about hearing from young Australians today asking you if you've made up your mind. Here's what you've told us.
3: Hack. Have you made your mind up about the voice to parliament referendum? I'm going to vote yes.
2: A solid no. You've got the other Indigenous people coming out saying the same, so... I already have voted. No, just because there's not enough education about it, so
3: we don't know what we're voting on. I've already voted, and I have voted yes. I think it's the right thing to do. There needs to be a change, and this is the best way to go about it. Nah, I haven't at all, I don't really know. Yeah, a little bit of both sort of goes through my head, but undecided at the moment. Still no clue yet. I,
2: I don't actually know what it's all about, to be fair, so...
3: Don't know a lot about it, really. On Triple J.
1: Yeah, that's young Australians across the country today. Some of you saying what you're thinking ahead of the referendum tomorrow. This is The Shake-Up on Hack. I'm Dave Marchese. We do have the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, coming up in a minute. He's going to be answering some last-minute questions before the big vote. But with me on The Shake-Up right now, activist, community organiser, Mariki Onis and business owner, former WA Liberal, Zach Kirkup. Guys, I want to figure out where you're both standing on this issue. I'm going to ask you your thoughts on the referendum, on The Voice, how you're going to be voting. Ricky, your, your situation is really interesting because you initially were voting no, part of what people might know is the progressive no, involved in the black sovereign movement. But this month, you announced that you've shifted to a yes position. What made you change your mind?
3: Look, I think, um, you know, there are a lot of things that um, have landed us here and taken into Uh, all things considered, um, you know, this is a a representative body um, and, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of our people agree that we want a treaty um, but right now we are going to a vote tomorrow and Australians will be asked to vote on, um, on you know, whether they think Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are important, and whether we deserve a voice. This is a representative body, um, and for me, uh, I think uh, my conscience changed in my my approach, and I think, uh, you know. From a human perspective, I think it's the right thing to do. To you know, I I changed my mind, and and it's okay for people to change their mind. And I know it's really hard to change your mind once you've taken such a strong position. But um, I couldn't, in good conscience, knowing what I knew, with you know, doing all the reading and asking all the questions um, and listening to uh, a lot of different people involved, that I actually think that um, a representative body for Australia is a good thing. A representative body for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people is a good thing. And yeah, so that's why, you know, I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't in good conscience not change my position and be honest about it. And I think, you know, the humanity in me um, changed to yes and I'll be writing yes tomorrow.
1: And look, we've been hearing from people with similar kind of experience as you, Mariki. I'm sure you've got other friends, family in the same position. Zach Kirkup, I want to come to you. Do you know how you're going to vote tomorrow?
2: No, I mean, Dave, my, my position's been, um, I mean, I, I'm quite unsure, to be honest with you. The party that I've been part of for... Uh, you know half my life or so and that I've been the leader of in western australia has resolved itself to vote no um, elders and the community leaders that I look up to and particularly the last couple of years have taken great counsel from have, have all are all obviously understandably pushing for yes and so it's been a I've described it as quite a, a um <clears throat> quite a tear in in who I am to be honest with you it's it's been a really I feel in a very um interesting and and unique position, I suppose, in terms of how I'm feeling, because it is really being pulled in, in both directions. And so I sit here today, genuinely, if I had the ballot paper in front of me, very unsure about what I'm saying, not because I don't want to advance our mob. Um, you know, I employ with our company nearly, nearly 50 Aboriginal men and women in WA and feel very strongly about our cause and very much want to get to treaty and I just feel very, very torn about it. That's interesting. Ricky do you
1: think a lot of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are still confused about how they're going to vote tomorrow?
3: Look, uh, like many different communities, there are a lot of different perspectives. Uh, one thing I do know is that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have made it really clear that we want a treaty and... Um, you know there is a strong case to say that this is a step to treaty, um, and I've seen uh, a shift in uh, what Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are saying in my circles and in my social media, and you know more broadly that people are turning that that people are voting yes uh, more than ever, and I think there's been a huge shift in a couple of weeks, and, and mostly we all want treaty, um, and it's just how we go about it that has been largely different. Um, you know, a lot of people say that voting, writing yes is a step towards that. So,
1: yeah. Zach, were there hard decisions and discussions like with family and friends that have been part of all this as well? Has that been complicated speaking with people around you or has it been a pretty good process?
2: No, I think, I mean, you know, I I, I think the, the conversations have, have certainly amped up in the last couple of weeks and there's been a lot more attention and a lot more um, like Mariki was saying earlier about how this week has gone. I think it's been really tough uh, in this last week and last couple of weeks um, for a number of, you know, a, a large number of Indigenous people. It's... it's The conversations, you know, ultimately are all about race and, and how we choose to recognise and how we choose to represent and respect um, our First Nations people. And it's, it's... That's where it's been, you know... Inevitably, the conversation goes to questions about legacy and history and and what's happened in the past and how we can make a better future. So it it has been some really tough conversations. It's also been some conversations educationally. It's been about informing people, having, you know, full and frank discussions, I think, has has been... A key part of it, and it's really confronting. And you know, I I genu- I was I texted a, a community leader, and elder that I, I look up to a great deal earlier today, and asked him how he was going. I called him and then texted him, and he was saying, you know, it's going to be if it goes if this goes to a no, it's going to be pretty awful on on Sunday. And he's in his sixties, is well well respected in in Western Australia, particularly on, on Noongar land in Perth. And you know, he's been fighting all his all most of his life yeah. to. To, for, to advance the cause of Aboriginal people. So it's been a it's tough.
1: Look, we're going to get into those issues, the fallout, in a bit. Actually, we've got a lot of messages coming through on the text line. Someone says, I'm so afraid of the fallout and implications if the no gets up. That was from Sarah in Canberra. Another person says, seems like the voice is not a solution. Can't we just get the job done properly with the treaty? That was from Tim. Someone else, my parents were in the solid no campaign for the whole year, but they changed their minds last minute and they ended up voting Yes. And someone else says, if you don't have information, do what Briggs says, just Google it. A lot of people pointing to that ad campaign from Briggs. This is, the sh- uh, this is The Shake-Up. I'm Dave Marchese. We're talking about the referendum. We're hearing some personal reflections. Time to get into a bit of politics, though. Hack. I commit to the Uluru
0: Statement from yeah. the Heart and fall. The Federal National Party has confirmed it will oppose Labor's Indigenous voice to Parliament.
3: To suggest that we have not had a voice is completely and utterly misleading. Triple J.
1: Yeah, on The Shake-Up, we're speaking with activist community organiser, Mariki Onis, business owner, former WA Liberal leader, Zach Kirkhart. Mariki, Zach, I've actually got to leave you for a bit. I'm going to come back to you, don't worry, because we've got someone on the line, and I think this is a first, actually. Having the Prime Minister of the country come on The Shake-Up on a Friday afternoon, we're used to sometimes having them on hack, but not on The Shake-Up. Anthony Albanese, welcome to The Shake-Up.
0: My absolute pleasure to be with you, and I'm hoping it's a good weekend for everyone, but particularly a good weekend for the first Australians.
1: Well, look, at this point in the campaign, where a day out, all the polls are pointing to no. How hopeful are you that Australia's actually going to say yes? I am hopeful. One of the things that
0: happens with polling, of course, is that young people are massively underrepresented, as are people in remote communities and people who aren't sitting by Uh, the, the phone, waiting to participate in a survey. And what I have felt on the ground right around the country, and this week I've been in every state and territory, is a real positivity. Australians, when they look at what the question is that's being asked, and they're being asked by Indigenous Australians for just two things. One, to recognise them in our nation's birth certificate, our constitution, and secondly, to do it through a voice, that would be a a non-binding advisory committee on matters affecting Indigenous Australians. Just the opportunity for Indigenous Australians to be listened to because we know when people who are directly affected by policies are listened to, you get better outcomes.
1: Prime Minister, you mentioned young Australians in particular there and the faith, the hope that you have in them, that they will, uh, you know, carry a yes vote. I mean, there's going to be so many young Australians listening now thinking, I don't understand this. I will be voting no. There's not enough detail. We've been speaking to so many who've been telling us this week after week. Some that we spoke to today actually have told us they don't even know what the vote's about Have you taken young people's support for granted?
0: Not at all. Uh, What I'd say to your listeners is read what the constitutional change is that's proposed. Is it too late though? No, it's certainly not. Uh, Most Australians have not voted and uh, most Australians will vote tomorrow. And it, it is such a clear and simple proposition.
1: Why do you think so many people are saying they don't understand it if it is simple? Is it the messaging that's failed?
0: No, the strategy of the no campaign has to sow confusion, has been to talk about everything but what the question is. And the question's very clear. The recognition bit is in recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the first peoples of Australia. That's pretty clear. Then it says there shall be a body to be called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Again, that's the what. Then it says what it will do. It says it may make representations to the government and parliament about matters affecting Indigenous people. Again, pretty clear. And then the third and last point is simply the primacy of the parliament. The parliament shall make laws about the functions, the powers, procedures and composition of this body, the advisory body, the voice. So again, very clear as well, making it clear that this isn't a right of veto, this isn't, uh, not going to be a funding body, simply a body to give advice and then uh, it has the power, of course, of its ideas, but it's still up to the parliament, still up to the government.
1: Prime Minister, recently you've said that you won't legislate the voice if this referendum fails. Why is that? Because I accept that in a democratic process, if people
0: decide to vote no, in this referendum, uh, then I'm not going to say, righto, we gave you a say in this, but what we'll do is we'll ignore that the next day and we'll just legislate it anyway. But if the Uh, voice
1: would help in all of the ways that you've been saying over the past few months, why not go ahead and implement something that could make such a big difference in people's lives?
0: Because we're a democracy, and democracy and the views of Australians must be respected. And Indigenous Australians themselves all agree that if people vote no, then you can't just override that. But this is a very simple and clear request that comes from, not from politicians, this comes from Indigenous people themselves who gathered at Uluru in 2017.
1: This is The Shake-Up on Hack. I'm Dave Marchese. I'm speaking with Prime Minister Anthony Albanese about the voice-to-parliament referendum, which is coming up tomorrow. Prime Minister, First Nations people across the country are hurting right now. Like some elders have told the ABC that they're witnessing some of the worst racism that they've seen this year. If it is a no vote, will the toll that this has taken on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have been worth it?
0: Well, Indigenous Australians have made this request. This isn't something that has come from
1: politicians.
0: But the timing of the
1: referendum was up to you. The timing of the referendum was.
0: The timing of the referendum should have happened earlier. The truth is that governments, going back to John Howard, promised to have a referendum to recognise Indigenous Australians in our constitution, but they, they didn't do so. The Morrison government did the same thing.
1: So, Prime Minister, if it is a no, though... What can First Nations people expect from your government? Because a lot of people are telling us they're hurting, they're worried, they're anxious about no on Sunday. What can they expect when they wake up that day from your government?
0: Well, what I'm focusing on is getting a
1: yes. But Both should there not be a focus on what, a, what, on... what
0: there should be a focus on is achieving a positive, positive outcome. And what we have before us is the opportunity tomorrow, a once-in-a-generation opportunity to change our constitution, to recognise Indigenous Australians, something that should have happened back in 1901 but didn't and should should have happened beforehand, that previous governments have promised they would do but have failed to do.
1: What's next for reconciliation if this fails? Like, does this mean it's going to be the you're end de- of two decades? You're talking about
0: failure. I'm talking about success.
1: Because a lot of people are telling us they're worried and a lot of First Nations people are telling us they're concerned about... What all of the polls are saying, they're thinking about it a lot. They're anxious about it. And so they're wanting a plan from the government.
0: The plan from the government is success tomorrow. Success and getting the referendum passed. I'll tell you one way to ensure failure is to talk about failure uh, prior to people casting their vote. Uh, Australians have the opportunity tomorrow to change the constitution Just as, just as there was a fear campaign about the apology to the stolen generations that happened in 2008, what we need to do is take up this opportunity because it is a once in a generation
1: opportunity to do the right thing. What do you think of how the media has covered this debate? Because we heard from Noel Pearson today suggesting there should be a discussion about Murdoch News Operations, News Corp, after this referendum. Do you agree with that?
0: Well, I think that a range of the media commentary in this debate over issues, including, for example, a a quite absurd debate about uh, how long the Uluru Statement from the Heart was. But some of it as well goes back to uh, political leadership or lack thereof, Peter Dutton uh, determined after the Liberals lost the Aston by-election to go down the road of destruction and and dissemination and disinformation, asking questions about things like, would the voice uh, have an impact on interest rates and advise the Reserve Bank? The things that they know is quite frankly absurd. I'm the Prime Minister of Australia and I don't get to advise the Reserve Bank on interest rates. So
1: were you ready for how ugly this debate would get?
0: I expected I expected uh, that uh, there would be issues with any referendum change. is going to be difficult. But I took it, and I think it was reasonable to say, that when Peter Dutton appointed Julian Lisa as the Shadow Attorney-General and Shadow Indigenous Affairs Minister, uh, then that was a sign, given Julian and Lisa's long history of support for constitutional change through a voice to Parliament, that that was a sign that the Liberal Party would continue what has been uh, a bipartisan uh, position mm. of support for constitutional recognition for a, a period of time. Now, Peter Dutton chose uh, not to do that. Uh, he chose uh, to not put forward any alternative. If people are thinking of uh, voting no tomorrow they need to do so in the knowledge that there is no alternative being put forward here just more of the same
1: all right well we do appreciate you making the time to speak with us prime minister anthony albanese thank you very much for coming on hack
0: thanks very much and uh, please uh Think about voting yes tomorrow because I think it is very clear that the request of Indigenous Australians should be accepted tomorrow and we'll wake up on Sunday as a better country if that occurs.
1: Thank you, Prime Minister. All right. We just heard from the PM there. What do you think? Did he convince you? Let me know. 0439757555. I also want to make it clear that we've asked opposition leader Peter Dutton to come on hack throughout the year, but especially regularly over the past few weeks, and he hasn't been available. We'll get into this discussion now with the shake up panel. We've got, uh, Gunai Gunditjmara activist, community organizer, Mariki Onis, and Yamachi Ryder, former WA Liberal leaders at Kirkup. Mariki, uh, did you have any thoughts on what the PM had to say just now?
3: Yeah, I, I have a few different points. You know, I, I've in, uh, in, the last couple of weeks and even the few months, I've seen a groundswell of First Nations people from all around this country um, get up and organise uh, and speak to people and have the conversations that are important to us. And that I take insp- inspiration from that. You know, I don't want to get caught into the doom and gloom and to what's next tomorrow is an important day. And I think that, you know, most people in this country um, want the right thing and I've been really inspired by um, the amazing work that First Peoples have done and our allies and the solidarity that we've seen and that's what I'll be taking with me beyond Sunday as well but I'm hopeful about tomorrow. I'm hopeful that it will be a yes and um, yeah I think and also I think we also really need to name that there is a lot of confusion sown into the public discourse because of the racist no campaign that's been very deliberate by uh, Pauline Hanson and Peter Dutton, backed by the Murdoch uh, media, to sow um, this this confusion and further the racist agenda and um, I also think most people are waking up to that and I hope so tomorrow. And we saw that with the last election that that the Murdoch press don't have a stronger hold. But um, I'm really, yeah, hopeful that people can see through those racist campaigning by Peter Dutton and... Uh, Pauline Hanson.
1: Well, look, I definitely think in terms of media coverage, there's going to be a lot of reflection on how this has been covered and all of the media's role in that. Uh, Zach, what about you? Did you have any thoughts on what the PM had to say?
2: Oh, I, I, um, I I really wish we'd just sort of accept uh, accept a very hard truth right now. And I, 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 I am all one for hope and all one for you know, a, a positive outcome that unites a country. But the reality is I think we're going to wake up on Sunday and um, it's very, very likely we're going to have a no vote uh, in, in Australia. Um, eight of the last, what, 44 referendums have been successful. So in all reality, that alone suggests we're not in in, in a good position to see a, an affirmative uh, vote come out of Saturday. Uh, to, you know, the, I don't know. I, I was a bit disappointed to be frank, by the, by the Prime Minister's language there. I, I've been, you know, I'm a liberal and I've been very, very um, positive about the language that Anthony Albanese has used very much at the start at Gama when he said this was a gracious request from our First Nations people and the language that the Prime Minister has used previously. he's, he's, I think he's elevated himself in his stature of leadership. But right there, we just descended into this I don't know this this attack that I the political attacks. When ultimately, I don't think that was what we need to be hearing is the final message from from the prime minister. And I've got to say, you know, these sort of arguments about the role of media and things like that, I understand them and I understand people's concerns about them. But this is not what we're going to vote on on Saturday. We have to get back to that. And the, this sort of almost like the the death throes of of the final pitch is. Has lost it for me. This is we're, we're really losing the the importance of the narrative about why we're why we're going to a vote on Saturday and what this means for our First Nations people and the impact that this could have on, on a yes or a no and if it is a no, Dave, what that will mean for our community is significant. And please, I, I do not think the Prime Minister is necessarily underestimating that. I'm sure he's considering it, but it is definitely something that needs to be considered on Sunday and beyond because. The, the impact will be significant. Yes or no, our country will be changed for a very good period of time, uh, Well, depending on what happens on Saturday. And we need to be ready if it is a no.
3: And can I just add to that? I think that this is why it's important to have a representative body because we need to be talking about issues that... Uh, relevant to us, um, you know, and we need to have um, media, Aboriginal media that is supported. This is why we need to have, you know, th- these these arguments and these frustrations around how we've got here, how we landed here, with all the campaigning. To me, uh, this just uh, is why we. Th- this is this just uh, uh, this is evidence as to why we need this representative body because what we're seeing and who we're seeing to speaking on behalf of us, time and time again, is getting it wrong. We need to have a a body that's voted on by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people that can have a say in issues that are relevant to us because that's got to change Uh, and that's what we're seeing now. That's the frustration that we're seeing coming out of the campaigning.
1: Look, I just want to take this moment to say if you are First Nations, if you're struggling at the moment, there is support available. 13YARN, it's an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander crisis support line, available all the time 24-7. It's 139276. Lifeline of course is always there, 13 11 14. And there's lots of other resources online. If you go to Headspace, if you go to the eSafety Commissioner, if you're dealing with online hate and stuff like that, there's resources there on how to deal with it. Uh, we're on the shake-up, we're speaking with Mariki Onis and Zach Kirkup. Marika, you're with the Foundation for Young Australians. Have you been hearing a lot from young people about how they're feeling at the moment?
3: Yeah, look, I mean, the pressures of the campaigns, the racist campaigns that we're seeing from Peter Dutton and Pauline Hanson has been, um, you know, it has taken a huge toll on not just young First Nations people, but a lot of Aboriginal people have um, really struggled with um, the, the, the racist campaigning. But I'm seeing in my work, you know, the strength of our people as well. Um, we will endure regardless what happens. And we will, all you know, we always have from the first sunrise, um, and that's what I'm taking with me is the strength that our people have shown in the last couple of weeks, in the last couple of months, in the last 250 years. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of pressures that comes with... Pressures, actually, I would say violence that comes with, um, you know, Peter Dutton from the Liberals and um, that Pauline Hansen who have deliberately sown racist campaigning against Aboriginal and Tosh Islander people in the lead-up to The Voice. And, uh, you know, I I think it's disgusting.
1: Do you have any advice, and this is to you as well, Zach, uh, to people on how to deal with the weekend, like on how is it... Are you uh, advising people to kind of take some time for themselves, maybe uh, not consume all the media that's going to be so prevalent over the next couple of days?
2: For me, uh, it's just been. I mean, this has been a very. This was today in particular has been a very difficult day. But I, um, for me, it's been about genuinely. I, I you know, yesterday after one of my runs, I just sat near a park and for for a significant period of time. This morning, spoke to um, you know an elder, as I said earlier, that I I look up to and respect a great great deal. I think it's just trying to. Uh, for me, it's just about almost you know, indulging in, in, in what has made um, our, our people who they are and that's country and, and our elders. Ricky.
3: Yeah, that's the same, I think. Um, our mob, uh, you know, it's not our first rodeo. We've experienced yeah. uh, racist campaigning against us um, since the time, you know, since the birth of this nation and we have our coping mechanisms. They do have negative impacts, but we are very strong people. We are strong in our culture. And that's, you know, that's what I go back to. I go back to my own country and I lean in onto the strength that makes my community strong, Uh, lean, lean into the strengths of our community.
1: Got a lot of messages coming through from people on the text line. Rhiannon says, I really want to vote yes, uh, you know, but I'm not sure what things are going to change. Someone says, whatever happens, it's put Indigenous affairs on the agenda. Let's hope the momentum about these conversations continues regardless of the outcome. A lot of thoughts coming through on the text line. I want to send a huge thanks to our shake-up panel for this week. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but I think we've discussed quite a bit. Quite a bit, sorry. Gunai Mara activist Mariki Onis, Yamachi writer, business owner, former WA Liberal leader, Zach Kirkup. Thank you both very much for making the time to speak with us on H.A.C. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave.